listeners, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for visiting. Uh, we're here, episode 16. I was just saying, can't believe we're 16 episodes into season three already. Yeah, well, like you said, that's four months worth of uh, podcasting. Yeah. So if, you, uh, if you've if you been following along, you know what that means. That's uh, question and answer, episode number four. All right. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, we got some, we got some decent ones today. Uh, before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, wood glue, shop carts, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as looks, LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Check them out. Yeah. So, let's see. Get my beverage situated here. We're doing an early podcast today. It's only 9.30, 9.40 in the morning. Yeah, we're still on coffee. Yeah, we just uh, ran around a little bit. So, rather than work and then stop and do the podcast, figure we'll do it now. Then we can get it. put our heads down for the rest yeah, of the day. get it done. Yeah. So, let's see, where to start? So we have um, we have some that came in via email, and we have some that came in via Instagram. Let's see. I'm still having to beg for questions. <laughs> Just saying. And a little pleading, too. Yeah. So... So we have we have one from Matthew Serio. It's a I wouldn't say it's a follow up, but it's uh it's in the footsteps of his of his first uh, question. In the shadows of. Yeah. So I don't know if we should we should lead with that or maybe close with that. Yeah, let's close with it because it's a long one. I'm sure. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, it's gonna take some thought. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with this one. This is from our buddy Scott, Scott Taylor, Michigan, Michigan man. Um, how much of your business is working to other folks design versus you do it all? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. I, I mean, it really varies, doesn't it? Yeah. There's the compressor. <laughs> Not sure if you can hear it. I can see it on the waveform. On cue. Yeah, as if the the audio quality wasn't horrible enough in this room. I tell you, that's it's too appropriate. It's yeah. like uh, the the old adage of washing your car after it rains. Yep. Uh, before it rains, the uh, it, it always kicks on at the most inopportune time. Should stop here in a in a second. Yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll tread water for a little bit. Yeah. I was thinking in here, you know, we could even like put some two by fours on the floor and build up the floor, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. to like, and put some insulation in the floor. Yeah. That's what we used to do. Like when we were making studios, mm -hmm. the floor separation was a biggie for the base. Huh. Uh, especially if you were um, not on the ground floor. Right. You really had to like really jack up that 
that floor. Hmm. And we use these uh, uh, rubber yeah. isolators. Yep. There we go. Compressors off. But yeah, we are, we already have low ceilings too. It's like this would be like an ISO booth. Yeah, in here. a little hut. Yeah. Um. All right. So back to the question. Compressors off. I don't even know if you guys could hear, it, but it, it certainly looks like it's there on the on the waveform. Yeah. Um. I'd say. I mean, really, at the end of the day, when we build something, it's always our design. Um. Like when we're working with a designer, we get a concept. Mm -hmm. um, we've gotten inquiries from designers and they have provided, you know, like drawings. Um, but I don't think we've really done anything like that where they've provided the actual design. Yeah. the I mean, some of them come close to, to sketching it out. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, dimensions will dictate and style will dictate certain things. Um but it goes in cycles, doesn't it? You know, there's some things where people just come in and we, you know, start from zero. Yep. I mean, even with this, uh, the Christina job, like she's, um, I mean, I guess she was a designer by trade at some point in her life, but, you know, she's just like a regular client and she gave us drawings. So mm -hmm. it's like sometimes you have a client that will give you, you know, some concrete guidance but most of the time, um, just regular clients, like direct-to-client direct business, um, they don't have anything. You know, they just yeah. say, I want, you know, cabinets here. And then, you know, you prod with some questions, you know, well, what do you like? And, you know, what do you envision it looking like? So on and so forth. And then you design based on that. Um, and it's sort of the same thing with the, with the designers that we've worked with where, it's the same process. They're just coming to us with that information sort of from the get-go. Yeah. Where we, yeah. we have to, you know, do less um, prying to get that info. They have the swatches already uh, picked out, and they want us to try and include their little, um, you know, design cues and things like that. Right, yeah. Uh, what's uh, What can you think of that... Uh, we did, what was the last thing we did that was like totally from scratch? The, what about the, uh, the East Hampton, those two things, like the, the walnut cabinets we're on now? I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything there. That was from scratch. Yeah, the whole job. Yeah, so the only thing that limited you on designing that was the dimensions, really. Right. And, you know, you follow the function of the, the piece and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. that's that's true with any design, any good design. Yeah. Yeah, you know, some jobs there's more um, room for creativity. And sometimes, you know, you're shackled by dimensional constraints and logistical constraints and, uh, you know, constraints just put on you by the client in terms of what they, you know, what they want. Budgetary constraints. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge one. Yeah. Cause we can't just design whatever we want and, uh, expect them to pay for it. We've tried. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> so, doesn't really work out. So, sometimes more successfully than others. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I hope that answers your question. Scott. Yeah. We didn't really put a number to it, but you know, like, if you wanted to, 
yeah, 70% or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, definitely hard to quantify. Um, let's see. We'll go over to the Instagrams. Let me just see if I got any any additional ones in. I don't think I did. Um, doesn't look like it. All right. So, where to start? We got one here from our buddy Sal. All Sal right. the Carpenter on Instagram. Another Jersey guy. When is your line of dripping wood furniture coming out? With a winking <laughs> face. Was that sarcasm? Was that Jersey sarcasm? A little bit. <laughs> Well, we can't talk about it, but there is a possibility of something like that happening. Um, it's yeah. uh, it's been I don't want to say dead in the water, but it's been uh, on the back burner for a little bit here because yeah. uh, everybody's lives have have been yeah, uh, interrupted. All, all parties involved have been very busy, so I'd say stay tuned, and um, you know. The joke's going to be on everyone else. Yeah. Right? I, is Sal in line for a piece? Is that, I wonder if that's why he asks. <laughs> Sal, we flipped the script. Question's on you now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to offer financing. So, uh, you know. Yeah. I've been getting all these uh, things popping up on my Instagram feed. Now there's this new um, credit card vendor that doesn't take a three and a half percent fee. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure how they earn their money, right? But uh, that's their big, you know, selling point. Hmm. Maybe they just charge a service charge to the um, purchaser. You know, I, maybe like we use them and they don't charge us anything. But then when the client, if the client was to buy something, they charge like a four ninety five service mm -hmm. fee or something. So they figure, wow, five bucks better than nothing. Right, right. Yeah, it's been uh, like every tenth. Uh, thing as I'm scrolling through. Oh yeah, I I sent it over to Keith. I got a freaking ad for a pickleball paddle. <laughs> Almost did a spit take. I didn't there. even search for pickleball paddles, but uh, who was saying it? Tyler, the PM on the Hamptons job. That like, um, like so Keith was at the shop on Saturday, and he's been searching stuff about pickleball paddles. Mm -hmm. So my phone knew that his phone was near me. Yeah. So now it's feeding me stuff that he was looking at. Yeah. Um, I worked with this musician whose son was uh, into, he had a job as a programmer, and I would ask him about all this stuff, you know, that back then was just rumors, you know, does right. your phone listen to you and all this other stuff? And he's like, yeah, you know, they, they'll track everything they could possibly track. Oh, yeah. Like that's that's the thing. That's like I was telling you, you know, they know how long you stop on, on any particular thing. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, when you see the girl in the bikini and you, you pause on that for about five seconds, it knows that, that you did that. And then next thing you know, your whole feed is girls in bikinis. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed because, um, I watched, uh, George Carlin uh -huh. and then I started getting all these, these comics. Yeah. He's got some fierce takes on on our state of uh, affairs. Yeah. Post-mortem. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, his uh, his little boomer skits make me think about our our uh, interaction we just had at Lowe's. Oh yeah, yeah. We just went to Lowe's to um, get some flat stock for something. Just really wanted to see what they were what they were getting for like one by four. Uh, you know, like FJ Pine type stuff. So we're looking, and then it's like, okay, we could get one by six and split it, and it'll actually, you know, work out better for what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. So we're looking at the thing, 1998 or whatever. So, all right, cool. We take it to the thing, eight, you know, an eight footer, one by six. The lady, old lady at the register rings it up. She goes, all right, 33, whatever. I'm like, no, nah, I'm like, that's, that can't be right. She's like, that's what it says. I'm like, all right, we're not buying it for, for that price, whatever. So I went, I put it down and she goes, well, you can go take a picture of the sticker. I'm like, all right. So we walk down to the thing. I take a picture of the, of the sticker. It says, where is it? Was it 19 and change? Yeah. Wait, where the hell my, where the hell my picture go? That's weird. I must have exited, exited out or deleted it somehow. But uh, yeah, it was like 19 something. It says right on the thing, one, six, eight pine. One by six by eight foot prime pine. So I, I bring bring the thing up. She like scans it on my phone. And then like another lady walked up. I think she was more like a manager even. Yeah. Um. And that lady, the new lady, manager lady, was saying, yeah, you know, that's, you know, give it to him for that price. We got to change the thing. There's a mistake in the, in the system or whatever, because the uh, 16 footer was only $40. So right. how could an eight footer be $32? Um, and I don't know, this old lady was just like not having it. She was like, you know, going to die on the hill of that. <laughs> we, you know, we were trying to cheat him out of money or something. I, I don't know. She's like, well, that's a different piece of wood. But I'm like, look, it's, I took out my tape measure. I'm like, one by six by eight foot prime pine. She's like, this doesn't even say prime. The thing that she had scanned, you mm -hmm. know, that, that was $32. I'm like, it's white. <laughs> like, it's primed. And uh, she's been there for a long, long time, too. Yeah, I never check out over there. I usually, I go through the self-checkout typically, but um, so whatever. And uh, she was just being a bitch. So I said, you know what? Keep it. Yeah. <laughs> and left. You know, kind of petty and whatever. A little bit of a waste of time, but, you know, people suck. Yeah. It, I mean, they were clearly in the wrong. Yeah. Like, you know, and you got to put your foot down sometimes. Otherwise, this type of shit just continues to happen. Um, like, she was blatantly wrong. Yeah, but you know how those uh, old folks get. They yeah. get crotchety. Yeah, George Carlin. He said it. The boomers suck. No offense. <laughs> I'm generalizing. I'm almost a boomer. I could be a boomer de depending on uh, what what scale you use. But as a as a frame of mind and everything like that, and my life experience, yeah, uh, I'm much closer to. Um, What's the other one? Gen X? Yeah. Yeah. You don't yeah. want to be a Gen Xer either, though. Yeah. But uh, that's sort of like, you know, the broken home kind of. That's the, yeah. That was the, that was more my experience. Yep. 
Anyway, after that um, little bit of a uh, aside, let's see. We we'll go back to go back to our questions. Uh, this is from our buddy CT Vader nineteen seventy seven. How do you come up with your designs and clients? Are they interior designer driven? Hmm. Well, um, the clients usually appear through Instagram or repeat business or referral. Yep. Those are the, those are the three big drivers. Mm -hmm. And the design from influences, you know, like things that you've seen, read about, yep. curious about, uh -huh. want to challenge ourselves for something, right? Yeah. Yeah, and again, you know, the job... Yeah, you know, parameters. the parameters of the job really limit the design. Like, you know, there's only so much you can do when there's specific functions and spaces and all that stuff. So it's not like, you know, unfortunately, we're not doing like a lot of freestanding furniture where it's just something that's just by itself, you know, like a like a chair or a table or a, or a bench or, you know, so or there's a piece of artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like some of that, uh, you know, studio furniture. It's, um, there's a lot less room for, you know, creative freedom. Right. Uh, Christine's, uh, piece is a good example of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are so many, uh, things spelled out from the beginning. Right. That She's like, I need this much <laughs> hanging space. I need these door, you know, these drawers to be this big. It's like, okay, well, it's like, this is all, this is this all is we it. can give you. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. You know, we could uh, change the edge treatment or the door style, or but that's really it. I mean, yeah, and a lot of it is is fairly obvious too. You know, the, the location, the existing architecture and design scheme, color scheme. Yep. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times when it's a job like that, um, the best course of action is to kind of just give them the simplest thing mm -hmm. because. Um, I mean, A, it's always going to be the most cost effective for the client and every client is trying to spend as little money as possible. <laughs> no. Um, so in order to, you know, be competitive and do things sort of the way that we do it, um, it has to be simple when it's just like a regular job. You know, the jobs come, occasionally jobs come in where, you know, there's a good budget and there's room to do something cool. But for the most part, it kind of just has to be something nice and simple. Um, yeah, it's. I knew there was a, a name for it. That's Occam's Razor. Uh, where the simplest solution is almost always the best. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry about that. No, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't like some, uh, uh, some groundbreaking yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, Occam was uh, actually a 14th century uh, logician and theologian. Hmm. William of Ockham. I thought it was even uh, before that. I thought wow. it was like we're talking like hundreds uh, in the years. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Well, we were talking about um, uh, the balancing cost and profitability yeah. with the design. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I was going to say, um, you know, typically we're not getting paid for all of our design time. Um, so like really you kind of just got to shoot your shot on the first, first <laughs> draft and just go with it. It's like, you know, um, 
I, I'm I'm okay with like you know every job doesn't have to be some like work of art where it's like you know we really broke you know broke ground yeah like we came up with some you know crazy new design it's like you can't do that on every job it's not 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 profitable for one no um, that's like the a good example is like that table um, so we had a client reach out they have this really cool piece of stone it's twenty four by twenty four and they want to make a little um, side table for like next to the couch with some up lighting. You know, it's like a, it's a $2,000 table, yeah. solid wood, whatever. So they come to the shop. We, I had a, a design just the, basically the simplest. That's what he said. He wanted, it was just square legs, apron, top, that's it. So he came in and, you know, his wife who, um, it's for, she didn't know about it prior. It was a, like a Christmas gift. They come in and they're talking about, you know, what she wants and kind of, they just, weren't on the same page. No, no. And she's just like beating around the bush. Like she couldn't really give any like concrete things that she wanted. Just like this general, like something with an X or whatever. So then, you know, then I sent over a revision. Rob sent over a, re a revision. We can't spend any more time on that. Mm -hmm. You know, like you need to now hand us what you want because a $2,000 table. Now all of a sudden we're going to have six, eight, 10, 12 hours of design time. It's not going to be a two thousand dollar table anymore. No. Um, so a lot of times it's it's a waste of time to try and make like a you know a super unique interesting design. Yeah, you you can get a sense of whether somebody's open to it from the get go or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the husband and the wife. The husband he can, he gives us the directive simple. Yeah. And then the wife comes in and she's like, no, it's it's too simple. Right. She's like, it needs something. I'm like, okay, but what? <laughs> what does it need? I, I had to say, every, I had to use all my strength to to tell them that you know we'll you know we'll build whatever you know you can imagine. It's but the budget's going to double and triple from yeah. from where we are. You don't get to start at the price and stay there. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, based on your imagination. No. Yeah, revisions are not free. That's only like, you know, occasionally if you're like a really good client, it's a really big job, like with the Hamptons job, you mm -hmm. know, there's like little things in there that probably should be change orders, but it's a big job. We're working in six rooms of the house. Like we can yeah. eat a little bit of that, you know, for the, for the sake of the client and, you know, and billing and it's just easier, you know, it's like whatever, yeah, we're, it's, we could be fluid on things like that, but. <laughs> Yeah, she she was a toughie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like just uh, and you know you say I'm like send me pictures of things that you like. It doesn't have to be a table. It could be a couch. It mm -hmm. could be a chair, just so that I can understand what you like and what you know what, what you were going at? to like. Yeah, and you know we haven't gotten anything so. No, sometimes it's a it's a lost cause. You got no one to cut your losses. Yeah, and you know what? You just push that off to the side, and then who knows? In a month, they'll probably email and say, oh, look, you know, I'm looking for something like this. And then, okay, then we'll pick it back up. But for now, we ain't wasting our time on you. No offense. So I hope that, oh, well, I guess we you know, we kind of answered your question. Not really. Are they interior designer driven? Um, at this point, like uh, last year, I'd say the majority of our work was with 
with Jacqueline at Donnie mm -hmm. Douglas. Um, yeah, we had a couple easily. jobs that were that were um, direct to client. And do we work with any other, any other designers last year? We did that one job mm -hmm. with Kathy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, a couple of designers, and then we had a couple of our own, but mostly mostly with Jacqueline. And uh, this year is shaping up to be, you know, I think a mix of um, some other designers, some jobs with Jacqueline, um, and then, you know, more stuff that seems to be direct to client. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think it's those Google ads I've been running. Yeah. We're getting a lot of phone calls, you know. Got to get on Groupon. Oh, God. <laughs> Buy one kitchen, get one free. <laughs> that Groupon attracts Angie's list. Yeah, yeah. Porch. If we, yeah, porch. I get emails constantly. You got a yeah. new lead from porch, a trim, a trim lead. And I'm like, yeah, I might as well just unsubscribe from that because I, I never even look at them. When I have, it's like, oh, a custom furniture lead. I click on. It's like I have a cabinet door that's broken and I need yeah. a new door. I'm like, oh god. Well, I, I got a new microwave in my kitchen and it doesn't fit into the opening anymore. Yeah. Can you cut this cabinet? I don't really care if you cut the door and just leave it like that. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, no, that's not really us. Oh, my God. Yeah, we'll take that job when we're slow, but not now. Uh, so I hope that answers your question. We got one here from our buddy Tim. Tim Beardsley, True Trade Carpentry. They're always building a cool door over there. Yeah. Yeah, man, he does a lot of doors. You see that tree that he's... Uh, yeah, doing? what's that for? Is that like in a lobby or something? It's like a restaurant, I think he said. And it's going to be backlit. Yeah, Pretty that cool. thing's awesome. Yeah. Um, Tim wants to know, when are you going to have the most handsome Instagram carpenter on again? <laughs> I think he's referring to himself. Yeah. <laughs> Humbly. <laughs> Yeah, we really got to get into the uh, uh, swing of the guests again. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, asking somebody to come in today, but we got to figure out the logistics of uh, mm -hmm. microphone and all that stuff. We got another mic? No. I mean, I have, uh, what kind of, um, are we going USB? Well, the problem is right now, it, it makes no sense. Like, you can't use two USB microphones on a mm -hmm. computer. Um, you have to create this MIDI aggregate. So I have the aggregate called Dual Dual MV7, which is our, mm -hmm. our microphones. I don't think you can add a third. Okay. I do have a mixer, a USB mixer, uh -huh. and uh, another mic, that, you know, with an XLR. That would work because these are XLR too, and we have the cables are built right into the stands. Yeah, so we, we, could, we could rig up um, our guest uh, thing that way. Yeah. Yeah, eventually, like, to get, yeah, a little, uh, they have, like, the ones that are podcast-specific. Yeah, yeah. That have, I think they have, like, little triggers and stuff for, you know, intro music, stuff like that. Which I, I don't understand why you would want to, you know, like, why not just add that in post? That's a good idea. I, well, I mean, if you're doing, like, a, a live. Oh, if you do it live, yeah, like yeah. a live stream, and then, yeah, that's true. And I guess, yeah, for like streaming, like Twitch streamers and stuff like that. Reminds me of my DJ days. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know I was a DJ. <laughs> no, I, I, I remember you telling me. Like a radio DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah at yeah, Arizona yeah. State University. Yeah. <laughs> Broadcasting to the campus only. <laughs> I love that. Um, there's like a meme 
where it's like, you know, like, you know, what the radio sounds like when my dad turns on, it's like, oh yeah, 92.9 <laughs> hard rock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that cliche. And then it's like, yeah. uh, plays Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> plays uh. Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. Yeah, um, that was actually back in the days of records. Wow. Um, but we had things they called carts. They looked like kind of like eight track tapes. Hmm. And you'd, you know, you'd stick them in and they would play like the, the 30 second announcements and things like that that you uh, had to do. Um, oh, yeah. Spinning records. Wow. Yeah, we'd like to, you know, turn this into a nice little studio be yeah cool. cozy den yeah i wonder if we could blow out that wall yeah i don't see why not it's um, just kind of there yeah it's it's definitely not load bearing it's a concrete roof right or and that's a wooden wall uh yeah or, yeah yeah there's a steel beam right there oh yeah 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 well, i don't know maybe we should leave it <laughs> oh look there's a conduit we got a conduit in here. We could just run new wires in there. Split them around. I mean, at this point, from watching Nick and Dave, we're, we're pretty much electricians. <laughs> we'll just, we could just do that ourselves. Look, there's a connector right there. We could just disconnect that. Yeah. Run new conduit out of there. Oh, yeah. That conduit probably is open at the top and this light. Is powered by it. Because that light comes on. Yeah. If I had to guess, the conduit probably just stops yeah. and the wire just comes <laughs> out and then goes back into where I it's mean. cut. You know, it's just, they just cut a piece out. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Oh, actually, you know, it looks like there's a box and the okay. light is, is attached to the box. You know, we could even do like the, um, what do they call it when like the XLR is in the wall, you know? Oh, that's cool. Um, with those boxes, with the, with the covers on them? Uh, I don't know, but it's like, you just, you could plug your mic in there and then it would like go, let's say to over there and okay. then that cord would come out and you can go into the computer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like a real studio. Yeah. You know, the cords start to get crazy. We could probably go to like a desk. I guess the only, you know, like a desk uh, mic stand. Mm -hmm. The only thing about that is like, you know, if you like want to lean back in your chair and everything. Yeah. You really, for a podcast, you get the best audio with a boom and you really got to keep it close to your face. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the answer is soon. We'll put you on the list. We got a short list going of uh, of our next guests. We'll have to have Tim on. Definitely want to have Manny on. Lou, I think, is he's starting to break yeah. a little bit. He's he's yeah. becoming more open to the idea of coming on. Yeah. I think that would be a good episode. It'd be, have to be an initiation type of thing, you know? Yeah. And uh, we'll want to have John Peters back. Yep. We got to have Wild Willie back on because that episode got ruined. Yep. Yep. I want to have Keith on from Blackthorn, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he'd be a good episode. Yeah. Maybe if Rob comes down to use the laser, we could have him on. Yeah, That'd yeah, cool. Long Island contingent. Yeah. Um, that would be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we got to get got to get that rigged up. We'll do, like, a casting call. We'll do a whole day, and we'll just have, like, you know, we'll do four guests in one day. 
<laughs> be like, you know, John Peter's walking out, Tim's walking in, and then we got Manny comes in, and then that'd be crazy. Yeah, that would that'd be a lot of fun, though. Boy, we'd be exhausted. Oh, yeah. Uh, next question here is from our buddy Justin, Justin De Palma. Does the new shop overhead scare you? <laughs> they call that nervous laughter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could we bring up the thesaurus entry for scare and uh, and rattle off all of the um, synonyms? Yeah. The short answer is yes. <laughs> yeah. Certainly does. It's um. You know, it's like a little black cloud that, you know, you constantly have looming over your head. Yeah. Yeah, we um, we were living in a little bit of a fantasy world for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, everything has its trade-offs and limitations. That's the thing. Right. Um, you know, over at uh, the shop behind my house, we had that... Uh, low overhead situation yeah but there were it were a lot of limiting factors size wise mm -hmm. and just in general you know um this was a move that had to happen at one point in time yeah and it it you know it's like having a kid or buying a house or or getting a new job are you ever really ready to do it i mean if you wait until that point then you probably didn't have to do the, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, if you get to a point where you're ready to do any of those things and you probably didn't really have to do it anyway. Yeah, we had, this was a leap. Um, and the timing was almost, um, I mean, it was partially dictated by us finding this space. Right. Because if, if we don't find this space, we may still be back at the old shop. Yeah. Bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. And, and looking. Right. Well, we found this spot. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, for as much work as it's been and as much money as it's cost us, I mean, I think it's a the building's a good fit. Um, yeah. It's close. That's that's huge. Yeah. I mean, Rob now has a, what, what's it take you, 10 minutes? 10 minutes take the back in the roads. morning, yeah. yeah. Mine went from, uh, actually, my commute's probably about the same because I used to take the back roads. Now I take the highway. So yeah. mine's about 10 minutes still. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I hit lights, maybe I got 12. So that's good. You know, we stay close to home, which is important. Um, you know, you all of a sudden you have to commute an hour, a half hour, or even 20 minutes. You know, it, it it's a detraction from your day. Yeah. Also... I mean, being close to home, like the weekend work, like let's say, you know, I mean, eventually you're going to start your kitchen at one point yeah. in the future. You're not going to want to go an hour. What if you need to use something? What if you need to cut something? Yeah. Um, doing some home repairs, whatever. It, it, it's... It's important because we have so many tools here yeah. that we kind of got used to having around. Yeah. Yeah. And even, you know, it's just, it's just convenient to like, so like I popped in over the weekend, like on Saturday and Sunday for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And like, it's no big deal because it's right down the road. 
But if I had to drive an hour, like I'm not going to pop in and like drop off stuff that I picked up and like maybe fiddle around with this thing for 10 minutes, which puts you ahead when the week starts. Right. And like, I don't mind doing that. It's not, you know, it's not a big deal. But if it was, uh, if the shop was an hour away, I'm not going to do that. No, it, it's <laughs> like it's a 10 separate... minutes away. It's down the street. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like being in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I like being close to home. Plus, we're familiar with the area. You know, we could still go to the same places. You know, like if we got to run the Lowe's. Like, okay, it's the same Lowe's. We know where the things are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the if we got to go to the paint store, it's the same paint store. We're not trying to, you know, create a new uh, network of vendors and stuff like that. You know, when you got to pick up something locally. Yeah. But to your point, yes, it's it's scary. And I know, <laughs> you know, I know you know, too. That's because, right. You know, Justin, uh, he uh, he moved from a home shop into a shop. And I think he's, uh, you know, hoping to maybe build a shop soon, I think he said. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, that that's the ownership is is the is, of course, the the end dream. Yeah. You know, for for most folks, depending on your age and things like that, mm-hmm. um, you want to have that stability. You want to have that, um, you know, the the pride of ownership. There's all those things. Yep. Uh, I mean, I I always think of Corey, and you know, he's he's hoping to get a hold of that place. Yeah, Corey, buy that place, um, and hopefully things work out where somebody doesn't try and sell it out from under them. Yeah, that's what you got to watch out for. Yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for um, our landlord to stop by one day, see what we've done with the place. I'll be honest, I don't think he will. <laughs> this is so low on yeah, his radar that, is. you know. I know. I mean, it's our whole world, but yeah. it's it's like just a, a, it's not even Pluto in his. No. Not a, it's it's not the even, sun in our. Yeah. <laughs> For him, this is just, you know, just another one of his many properties. A little comet. And, you know, one of the low earners, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, But it's got to be nice to go from a dilapidated, you know, eyesore to, you know, a functioning piece of uh, the community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's say he wanted to sell this. We have right of first refusal, but let's say he wanted to sell this. He couldn't, you know, you couldn't bring people to see this before. You could, but what, you know, they're going to say this place needs to be knocked down. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, they might say, they might still say it needs to be knocked down to do whatever they want to do with it. But at least it's, you know. It's habitable. Relatively uh, uh, acceptable, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We, we made uh, a good showing here in the first month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we got five years to, you know. Get it where we want to be. Yeah, so yes and yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here we go. On to this Matthew Sario's question. Yep. Uh, let, me, let me buckle up. So there's a bit of a, a forward. Jeff and Rob, I'm so honored that you have chosen my inquiry as the question of the month. I was laughing the entire listen. Here's the thing. It wasn't a real question. 
That is a type of creativity exercise that I do and I have used in different workshops. And I must say, you did it perfectly. The number of and the distance down the different rabbit holes you went was fantastic. But although it was not a real question without, an, without a real answer, you did not come up with the expected response. Thank goodness you called in the reinforcements and Keith knew where it was at with the hamsters. <laughs> By the way, we did see each other at Maker Camp. I first accosted you in the middle of the driveway upon your arrival when I told you that you could not park your van there. And I said hello a few times in passing, but you guys were so busy that we never got a chance to chat, and the weekend just went by so fast. Yeah, you're not kidding. It was a blur. Yeah. Um, I will not allow that to happen next time I see you. Maybe when I help you move, if you need the assist. And Matthew did help us move, and he... Uh, Valuable part of the crew. Absolutely. Um, I understand that I just won question of the month for December and I'm not sure if you allow repeat winners. I would like to collect an entire set of glasses if possible. <laughs> so here's my question for January. This one will not be so metaphysical, but be closer related to your area of expertise. Here it is. That's a good one. We all know that shake that. Sorry. <clears throat> Let me, I got a shift in my seat. We don't have the nice, uh, the Barker loungers. Yeah, we don't have the Barker loungers in here yet. We all know that the Shaker furniture style was a movement that originated in the 19th century and was an embodiment of the values and principles of the Shaker religious group. In so much as it is characterized by its emphasis on simplicity, functionality, and sturdiness, adorned with unembellished and sleek lines, as well as a dearth of unnecessary ornamentation, their furniture is renowned for its practi practicality and utility. I believe it was frequently fabricated from natural materials such as wood and leather, and um, and know it was celebrated for its artisanal excellence and fastidious attention to detail. That being said, Shaker furniture remains in high demand for its ageless and functional aesthetic. So here's my question. If Taylor Swift were to beat a homeless person to death with a part of Shaker furniture, what part would she use and from what type of furniture, chair, desk, chair, desk, etc.? Please keep in mind Miss Swift's body type and upper body strength when formulating your answer. As always, it is a joy and pleasure to listen to your cast. Best regards, Matthew Serio. So I'll go back. If Taylor Swift were to beat a homeless person to death with a part of Shaker furniture, what part would she use and from what type of furniture? Oh, man. Do, do we clue in any uh, first-time listeners before they're... Uh, <laughs> completely lost by the references. Yeah, they just, they already, they haven't even made it to this point. They shut it off like 45 seconds ago. First off, I, I love the ambition of, uh, you know, collecting a full set of glasses. Yeah, well, I mean, I gotta say, you're a front runner in this uh, episode. <laughs> um, it reminds me of uh, back when I was a kid, when you'd go to the gas station and get gas, they'd give you a glass. Hmm. You know, it'd be like something and maybe it had like a sports team logo on it or something. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Did you have to buy a certain amount of gas? I don't remember. I was too young. Huh. But, yeah, it was a big deal. You know, you'd get that. That was a that was a thing back then in the 60s. And yeah, and like the cereal box prize. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you know, would they give you a sticker, <laughs> if anything? But see, see if you can somehow explain the link between Taylor Swift and the death of a homeless person. Well, it must have been, 
It must have been the last questions episode, so four episodes ago, episode 12. Um, we had the question from uh, Matt Serio about the, um, if a, what was it? If a this was that, then a panda yeah. was a lathe or something like that? Yeah, something a hammer was. Uh, yeah, if a, if a this was a hammer and a panda was a, now I got to go back and look. Let's see. In an alternate universe where a lathe is a panda and a hammer is a squirrel, what would a block plane be? So we said... What did we did say? Did we say beaver or something like that? A squirrel? Uh, now I can't remember. He said hamster. Right. Because the whole hamster saddle thing. Yeah. Which you're going to have to go listen to Working Hands podcast if you want to find out what that's about. Anyway, we, we brought Keith on live on a phone call. And uh, so he he uh, said the hamster thing, which we I didn't even think of. And then um, we, uh, we had to fill out the episode for some time. So he had asked about that damn compressor. It must be leaking somewhere. Oh, it's actually, it's not even showing up. Ah, good. We got some good uh, good filters on. Um, he had asked about the whole Taylor Swift thing because we got this weird comment on a... Oh, yeah. On an yeah. Instagram post about how Taylor Swift, um, like, is a murderer and, like, in the Illuminati or something. And then uh, I tried to find this Reddit post where they were talking about how Taylor Swift is in the Illuminati and it's like... You know, first they make you like watch them kill a homeless person <laughs> and then you have to kill a homeless person. And it was this whole, you know, just Bizarre. some psycho babble bullshit. Um, so that's where the whole Taylor Swift beating a homeless person to death uh, comes from. Yeah. So back to our, our question. I mean, my first inclination is uh, like a turned leg. Yeah. Yeah. The leg. I, I was thinking a tapered leg. Hmm. That's going to be, you're going to have to hit that guy a lot of times. <laughs> I was thinking like a chunky, you know, <laughs> where it's like four by four at the top with like, you know. Oh, you think she could swing a big uh, chunky leg? Yeah, well, I mean, even yeah. even out of the heaviest wood, it's only yeah. going to be so heavy. Yeah. I mean, I think Taylor Swift is pretty tall. That's true. She's lanky. How tall is Taylor Swift? Five foot ten. She towers over me. Yeah, that's... I have to say, she's just a, a hair taller than I am, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what's she weigh? I don't know. She's pretty skinny. How much does Taylor Swift weigh? 54 kilograms, so that's uh, 108 plus... We'll call it like 115 pounds. Yeah, um... Now, I'm about the same height, but I'm, I'm I'm tipping the scales more like 175. Yeah. But, I mean, to be a performer, you know, you got to be pretty fit. Yeah, and she's got youth on her side. Yeah, and she's like, you know, one of the bigger acts um, 
So she's, you know, touring all the time and you can't be a slouch and, and hand, you know, physically handle that kind of lifestyle. No, she probably goes to the gym on a regular basis working out, you know. Yeah. I could see her doing like maybe some like kickboxing kind of stuff yeah. in the gym or like some Zumba. You think she does Pilates? Uh, it seems a little too low energy. <laughs> she, what about machines? I mean, she's got to qualify with the Illuminati. They, you know, probably like a schedule where you got to kill a homeless person every couple of weeks at least. I mean, she's a trained killer, so that, you got to keep that in mind too. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, I mean, what other pieces of furniture or elements of a piece of furniture could possibly be used as an effective weapon besides a leg? I mean, the leg is the obvious, like a table leg is the obvious yeah. choice. But is there anything we're not thinking of? Didn't they have some kind of like stick that like did something like <laughs> lifted up like the clothes or something onto the or like the chair onto the onto the chair rail? I don't remember. I feel like they had something weird like that. Well, you know, this, uh, uh, according to the Shakers, they invented the circular saw, so that's always good for dismembering. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> post post murder. Yeah. Yeah, I could see like a like a table leg and then there's like shaker pegs like mm -hmm. in it. Like, you know, kind of like the bat with the nails in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, there could be something like, you know, a big chest and, uh, you know, it could be like hoisted up on some ropes and then waiting for somebody to walk under it. Yeah. I mean, maybe just like a whole chair. Yeah. You know, a ladder back chair. That's true. Just like WWF style, like right over the head. Right, right. Like, because the seat is a nice big hunk of solid wood. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking like, yeah, like you're swinging the bottom section of like the legs, like holding the back <laughs> and swinging. <laughs> like an old country and western movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Keensburg is like, a, seems like a ripe for the picking for Taylor <laughs> Swift. She'd come out here and just clean up the streets. <laughs> yeah. This would get you going in that, you know, um, Dostoevsky and, um, you know, was it Crime and Punishment? Um, you know, where the, where the kid uh, kills somebody that he thinks isn't going to um, uh, be noticed. Right. You know, just to see if he could do it. <laughs> that, that's, that's this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we see a few candidates every day. It's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's just a, yeah, a ghost in the system. Uh, uh, so, I mean, yeah, aside from a leg, um, what's, uh, what's easily, uh, oh, you know, like they had those candlestick tables. Oh yeah. With that pedestal. Mm-hmm. You could get to swing in that thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hold on. It's got like the three legs. You can mm -hmm. hold on to those legs and get some real bat speed with the top. Yeah, I it's can like see a that. golf club, you know. That thing would be swinging 150 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Especially under the you know experienced hands of Taylor Swift. Right. Um, you know, like uh, a bedpost. Yeah. That might have some heft to it. You'd want the end to be, uh, you know, she's. Her hands are probably somewhat small, you know, to be able to get a good grip on whatever. Yeah. You know, get the right amount of uh, 
force mm-hmm. wield that deadly blow. <laughs> Depends on what kind of homeless person we're talking to. Is this yeah. like a feeble, um, you know, a feeble homeless person? Or... Yeah, one of those really uh, like rough and tumble that yeah. you really would have to like snuff them out. Like, with <laughs> yeah, like they've been sleeping on the street. They're pretty tough. Yeah. Like seven or eight good shots might not do it. No, this is pretty morbid uh, what if, subject. What if they fight back? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But they're they're uh, unarmed. I'm assuming because. Okay. Is this like you know in one of those monitored Illuminati rooms where somebody would step in? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it's like probably like a case where they're sleeping on the street and then oh. you just come up and kill them. That or like you drug them and then take them to oh. like yeah, like some room. Oh god. Oh. Yeah, like take them to like some abandoned building. Yeah, we're are we going to hell for this conversation? Probably. <laughs> good thing. Uh, good thing our sponsors don't listen. I don't think. We'll get demonetized on this one. <laughs> this is for entertainment purposes only. That's right. It's like those like those betting uh, shows. <laughs> There's a huge disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a rumor. We don't know for a fact that uh, Taylor Swift is in the Illuminati. Yeah. Nor <laughs> if the Illuminati requires... Any sort of uh, murder, murderous <laughs> uh, initiation. Yeah. Um, All in jest. <laughs> so uh, I think we're we're settling on some sort of leg. Yeah. I think yeah, a nice sturdy table leg, turned yeah. on the bottom, square at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give you a good grip, and uh, maybe a corner will do a little damage. Yeah. Oh yeah, a lot of damage. So, uh, Matthew, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, there you have it, folks. And that brings us to the end of the episode. Yeah, we can't end on a lighter note. (laughs) I'm not sure we have anything lighter. Um, Don't forget to send in your questions. You know, I mean, clearly, you guys have a lot of... uh, There's big shoes to fill here with these questions from Matthew Serio. Yeah, he's got Um, some some issues, I think. got creative mind um i mean these are as as nonsensical as you may think it is Mm -hmm. these are good questions they're uh you know they make for a funny conversation it's a a mind exercise yeah so yeah no question is too dumb if it is too dumb we'll just make fun of you that's it so don't let that stop you you can remain anonymous if you prefer and uh, I guess I'm going to open questions up to email, Instagram, whatever, because clearly the the whole email thing is a uh, uh, a deterrent for people. It's a barrier. I guess, yeah. I don't know. I guess people are uh, adverse to using email. I don't know why, but... So, yeah, so I'll keep um, posting, asking for questions probably, you know, a few days before um, each episode. Yeah. Ain't too proud to beg. No. Too lazy, but <laughs> so yeah. I guess um, next episode we announce the uh, the winner. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't think we have much to mull over. At least I, I, I think my mind's made up. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring in some competition. Yeah, might as well just send. We'll just send them two more glasses. 
<laughs> Save the postage. Yeah. <laughs> and a trip to the post office. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. Hope uh, hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, and we'll talk to you next week. Send in those questions. All right, take care. As always, Rob and I, thank you for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join our Patreon, or you can use one of our affiliate links in the podcast description for vesting finishes or Myoderm CBD pain relief cream. Um, again, we appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah.